Welcome to the Pokes Podcast, the official podcast for Oklahoma State University's College of Arts and Sciences. I'm Allie. And I'm Erin. And we're joined today by the two College of Arts and Sciences seniors, Jackie Harsha and Caitlin Taylor. Both Jackie and Caitlin have been selected as Spring 2023 Orange Ground graduates, which is a top honor at OSU. On the day of commencement, they will wear an orange cap and gown and lead their classmates into the Gallagher Ibo Arena and be the first student to receive their diploma on stage. Well, Jackie and Caitlin, thank you guys for joining us today. Do y'all want to kick us off and tell us a little bit about yourselves? How yes. How you start, um, Jackie? <laughs> okay. So, hi, I'm Jackie Harsha. I'm a student here at Oklahoma State University. Um, I'm earning degrees in geospatial science information systems, geography, and Spanish. Um, I'm also an Air Force ROTC cadet, so kind of combining all those things together. And when I graduate, I'm going to be a Space Force officer. So, that's me. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Caitlin Taylor, and I'm currently a senior. I'm originally from Milton, Tennessee, and here at OSU, I'm currently pursuing degrees in both animal science and political science. So uniquely, I get to have one foot in two different colleges, which has been a very exciting time for me That's I think is very unique. And after I graduate, I look forward to traveling to D.C. and beginning my career in policy under Congressman John Rose from Tennessee. Oh, wow. I mean, you, guys are both, you guys both are just doing such cool stuff. How do you get involved in so many different kind of areas? How did you figure out exactly what you were wanting to do? Do you want to start, Lynn? Yeah, I'll go ahead. So I think to decide, like getting to this point where I am, getting ready to graduate in three weeks and really deciding what I wanted to do, I had to decide what I didn't want to do first. And so I came in and I thought I was going to be a graphic designer and write news articles and do all the things. And I started taking classes and I realized I'm not near as have the creative touch as I thought that I once did, and that I was a lot more interested in advocating for the agriculture industry through policy and law and legislation um, rather than the creative side that some of my peers and colleagues have, and I think that's great. I just knew that that's something that where I wouldn't thrive. And so I did some research, and I was like, wow, what I really want to do is combining my animal science side with political science. Is it even possible to do that? And I remember sitting down with my advisor, and she looked at me, and she's like, you really want to go into both the Ferguson College of Ag and the Arts of Sciences. Like, there's not an advisor that's going to understand, like, both sides. And I was like, no, but I want to figure it out. And she was like, if you can manage a way to figure it out and communicate um, with both advisors from both sides, by all means, good luck. But if it doesn't work out, you can always just delete it and take it off. And so I started it under the assumption that if I didn't like it, then... I would just take it off or if it got too hard to manage two drastically different degree sheets to say the least but it's worked out really great and so I think it took those experiences of learning what I wasn't going to thrive in and not going to fully enjoy to really figure out what my niche was going into the future. And obviously like you're very successful in what you do I mean it's also a little bit about your work week because you were before the podcast you were kind of telling us a little bit about how you're working at the Capitol. Yeah, so through the Ferguson College of Agriculture, they offer an internship program where they place two students under the House Ag Committee Chair and the Senate Ag Committee Chair. And so I applied for that internship, and I'm currently working under the Senate Ag Chair, Senator Chris Kidd. He's been really great. And so I kind of get to really work within both of my majors in both colleges every single day because, yes, he is the Ag Chair, and we work on a lot of Ag policy, but 
he's also a legislator and a lawmaker just like all the rest of them that has to do with issues that impact everybody else in all different sectors and so getting to really experience the legislative and lawmaking process through a firsthand experience has been something that's been really cool and very interesting that I would encourage any student to take um, hold of any internship because that was kind of going off your last questions what I decided what I didn't want to do doing this internship really honed in on what I did want to do and so it's been a really good time yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Getting that experience is so important, and especially like figuring out like, oh, I've made the right decision. I'm going forward on the right path. And I think you both have done that very well. Jackie, how about you kind of tell us about like your experiences in college? Like what have you been doing, you know, kind of in your degree path? In balancing three degrees even. Yeah. Yeah. Balancing three degrees. I'm like balancing. I could barely balance one. So um, <laughs> I think that even balancing two is great. Three is crazy to me. So, yeah, just tell us a little bit about that. Well, it was kind of an odd start. I joined Civil Air Patrol when I was 12, and then I always knew I wanted to be in the military. Um, And then I went to a high school that had junior ROTC um, in Edmond, and it had a really great AP program, too. And so I did a lot of AP classes in high school. And then when I received an Air Force scholarship, it's for four years, and I already had a lot of my gen ed requirements done. So when I came here, I had to be a full-time student for four years. And I thought to myself, well, I could take some weird electives to fill up my time, or I could do things that are going to be meaningful to me. And I did AP Spanish. um, And I had a really great advisor who told me that I could get a Spanish degree, which I had never considered before. And I was like, well, how much fun would that be? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And so I decided to do that. And I wanted to study abroad. And that was a way for me to study abroad was to be a, a language student. And so I just kind of decided that I was going to do everything I could in four years to make myself a more well-rounded person to be a better military officer. And in that process, I really got to stretch into some different fields and have some really unique experiences that I'm really grateful for. Oh, that's that's amazing. And like how disciplined you must be to even like be so diligently like working towards all this stuff and like wanting to make yourself a well-rounded person yeah. for your future. Like, that's like, amazing. Yeah, I feel like if I'd gotten a scholarship and they're like, you got to be there four years, figure it out, I would have been like, time to learn to dance <laughs> or, you know, like something silly like that. Where uh, No, dancing's important too. I'm sure. <laughs> to someone out there, dancing is like their life and that is fantastic. But I, I feel like if I was given that opportunity, I would have been like, we're going to dance this semester and then we're going to paint this semester and just yeah. kind of like – it's not wasteful by any means. Education is never wasteful, but it would feel like you were saying you want something like that will round you out and be meaningful for you. So that's incredible. Yeah. I was like, and learning language is so important. I mean, especially like Spanish in America, like it's communicating with so many more people is going to be so great. Yeah. Well, I kind of use Spanish as a beautiful dance of a language. So I, oh, yeah. That, um, yeah. <laughs> See, we're connecting all the dots here. <laughs> Everything's intertwined. Yes. Okay, well, kind of just, like, moving on, I was kind of wondering, like, how would you describe your OSU experience in general? Like, when to start, Caitlin? So I, when people ask me that, like, what has your experience been at OSU? It's mm-hmm. almost been surreal. I feel like that's the best way that I can describe it because when I came to OSU, I was 17 years old. I was very much a homebody in high school. I didn't go out with my friends a whole lot. I went to class. I did a lot of extracurriculars, but once those extracurriculars were done, I I went back home. Mm -hmm. And I had several people telling me that when I was going to go to OSU, they were saying, well, you're only going to make it a semester or a year and you'll be back home living with your parents, going to the the school back at home. And so I had a lot of people telling me that and I kind of let that get in my head. And I think if 
that Caitlin four years ago saw where I was right now, I mean, I would have completely denied it and been like, there's absolutely no way that that's going to be possible because I look back on the person that I've become in four years and it's incredible how one university and one family and one group of people have changed me so very much through all the experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the things um, have culminated into who I am today. And without OSU, I would not be doing the things that I'm doing. Um, And so a lot of people tell me, was it worth it to go to OSU? I'm like, yes. But that is a huge understatement because I it's not even about the degree. It is. Education is important. But when you take the degree aside and you look at the friendships and the family that I have grown and become a part of through the last four years, that's what OSU really means to me. And those are the things that I want to continue to carry on and tell my friends about that I meet in the future and my future family and all those things. So you're from Tennessee. Yes. Why OSU? I get that a question a lot, too, because it's not a a short drive by any means. So I always knew I was always involved in agriculture. I did FFA growing up. I grew up on a farm showing livestock. So I always knew I wanted to be involved in agriculture. When I was in high school, I came to the livestock judging camp that is hosted here at OSU in the summer. And I love the campus. It was beautiful. And I realized OSU has the most competitive and best livestock judging team in the country. I want to go there and judge um, collegiately. And so I was working hard and really wanted to do that. But out-of-state tuition is extremely difficult to manage mm-hmm. if you're so from so far away. And I toured the school anyway. We'll give it a shot. If I don't get enough scholarships, I won't go. And fortunately enough, I was awarded the McKnight Scholarship. If it if it wasn't for that, I would not have been here. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually yesterday had an opportunity to meet with the McKnights at our McKnight banquet. Oh, that's so and cool. we got to tell um, tell them like what does OSU and the McKnight program mean to you? And I'm like, well, for me, it means being an OSU cowboy because I wouldn't be here. But originally it was the ag program here, and then it was the McKnight family that made it possible. And just honestly, OSU has a very unique program and just atmosphere when you come here. And so I was like, well, you know what? The things have really lined up for me to come here, so why don't we give it a chance? And the rest is history from there. That's amazing. I mean, like, like what a great opportunity, like, you've been given, and that's wonderful. Um, Jackie, how about you? Like, what has your experience been? Why did you choose OSU? And tell us a little bit about that. Yes, so my parents actually met here in the ROTC building. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so sweet. That. <laughs> yes, um, my dad was an Army cadet. My mom was an Air Force cadet, so... That was kind of wild because now I'm doing ROTC in the same building that they were in. Yeah, you're a legacy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of wild. But then we went to football games uh, Mm -hmm. when I was growing up. And so I always loved the campus and felt very at home here. And then when I was in high school, I kind of thought, you know, I wanted to enlist in the military. Mm -hmm. But then it was like, no, I should go to college. And there was only ever one option for me so go pokes <laughs> yeah it was not even a question yeah. so being of an uh, army air force family did you move around a lot was oklahoma always kind of home are they from oklahoma i'm curious that's a great question actually my mom ended up not finishing the air force program and she went into education but she did receive her doctorate from osu in education oh, wow. so that's amazing and then my dad uh, was an army officer in the oklahoma national guard and so he was deployed a lot when i was a, a child um but super proud of him and the work that he's done in the mm-hmm. world so 
we actually got to stay in Oklahoma, which was oh, really great. Um, both my parents a, are from lucky. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. That's incredible. So tell us a little bit about um, your time at OSU, what kinds of things you've been able to get involved in, and what's really made OSU home for you. Wow. That, OSU really is home, yeah. and I'm really going to miss it here. But when I first started coming here, I kind of viewed college as a means to an end, kind of like high school, like you just got to get through it. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized my freshman year, I was like, I'm going to be here for four whole years yeah. doing these things. So like, am I going to make the best of it? Or am I going to always be waiting for that finish line? And I decided that living in the moment and cherishing every day as it comes was really important to me. And so part of that was my spiritual journey as well. Um, I'm an intern at the Oklahoma State Wesley Foundation, and uh, being involved with that ministry and community has been really impactful to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Meeting different people in different majors, different years, having good mentors um, to lead me through the difficult times at OSU because, you know, we can sit here and say, you know, OSU has always been wonderful and I've loved every minute here, but being a student is really hard. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're doing three degrees. And there's, <laughs> well, I'm sure there's so many ups and downs and no day is the same, I'm sure. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. I remember one year it was homecoming and I was taking more classes than I should have that semester. And I remember I had like two quizzes, three papers, and an exam within a 48-hour period, which was right before homecoming. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. But through diligence and good planning, I made it to homecoming. (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's good. That's good. (laughs) And that was a great ending to that situation. I think that's a good ending to most situations like that, for sure. It's intense. But yeah, no, I'm glad that it's been able to be a place where you at least can kind of have mostly good memories associated with OSU. And what about you? Like, what makes OSU feel like home to you? So it's one of those things that when I first came to campus, it was kind of unlike un- any other. I My senior year, it seemed like every weekend, me and my parents got in the car somewhere and we were going to tour a campus somewhere in the country. <laughs> and it was always one of those things, it's like, okay, like, this is cool. That's a cool program. That's a pretty building, but just... Like you said, like it's a means to an end. Like I just got to get through these next four years just like I've gotten through the high school four years. And it wasn't like that when I came to OSU. And for some reason in my head, I was always kind of doubting myself. The new will wear off. It will get old. The classes are going to start building up. And part of that was right. The classes do build up. We graduate in three weeks. They're still building up. (laughs) But it's one of those things where if you do take a minute to stop and look around at the people around you, not just those people that have become your friends and your family, but just the strangers that you pass. I was walking through here and I was in front of Library Lawn and there was people taking senior pictures and just like the laughing and pure joy that you see on OSU's campus, I think is incredibly unique. And so like you said earlier, you said it perfectly. You can't sit here and say that everything is pure bliss that's unreal that's unrealistic on any college campus any workplace or any work environment but really making the most of it and surrounding yourself with really good people and I think that's something that OSU can pride itself on there's a lot of really good people here that can surround you and help build you up to help you become the best person that you can be oh I agree 1000 percent and I mean especially like to say like being the best person you can be, I mean, so much good has come out of, like, the work you both have done. For instance, you both are receiving the Orange Gown (laughs) honor, which is wonderful. And then for people who don't really know, like, the Orange Gown basically represents, like, it's one person from each college, and it's, like, the person who's received the highest achievements in that college, essentially. Mm -hmm. So receiving that honor, what does that mean to you? And um, Jackie, how about you start and you tell us a little bit about that? 
it is a crazy honor that I still am kind of in disbelief about. I didn't know what it was before Mm -hmm. they called me and were like, hey, congratulations, you're going to be the Orange County graduate. And I was like, that sounds super cool. What's that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then hearing about what that means to the college, what that means to the university, um, I'm deeply humbled because it's definitely not an accomplishment I could have gotten here with just myself. Again, like we were talking about, um, this campus has so many great mentors and professors and faculty, and they just pour into the students here in a way that is unbelievable. And so it's uh, it's hard for me to take too much credit when it's been this environment that has formed who I am and has provided me this opportunity. And so I'm just very humbled to represent the college. And then I'm so glad that one of the other Orange Gown graduates is also in CAS. So it kind of feels like we won for both. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, Caitlin, you're the Orange Ground graduate for Ferguson. Yes. Tell us about that honor. What does that mean to you? Were you shocked? Were you I was in disbelief? A, you know? I was in disbelief, yeah. So we had the Ferguson College of Ag overall awards and scholarship banquet. Mm-hmm. And I had was getting recognized for my internship. And then I had gotten one other award that I was getting recognized for. And we did it. It was great. And at the end, we were taking pictures. And I was with my friends. And the assistant dean came up behind me. And she was like, I need to talk to you in the hall. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, my heart dropped. I'm like, what could this be about? I have, am I in trouble? Like, is there something wrong? I mean, you have no idea. And she, like, pulled me aside, and she was like, we didn't announce it during the banquet. She was like, because we were still doing some finishing touches on doing some things. She was like, but I just want to let you know that you're the orange gown. And I was pretty sure, like, I didn't hear her right. I'm like, there's no, I'm like, what? And she says, yeah, we've selected you to wear the orange gown. Uh, to represent us during graduation and I was like there's no way I like I told her I was like there's no way I said we just I mean we just sat through this three-hour banquet of all these people doing so many great things in my opinion that are bigger and better than the things that I've done why me and she just went on to go on and explain like why they selected and I was still in disbelief and I called my mom when I left and it's just I really do think that people you get put in places the right time and place Mm -hmm. and so I still look back and when y'all emailed me to do this podcast I'm like it reminds me oh yes like I was selected for the orange gown there's (laughs) no way and I was taking senior pictures this weekend in the orange gown and it's unbelievable incredibly humbled and very thankful because I mean like you said we can't get here alone it's it takes a team effort to make it happen and I'm very thankful that's wonderful to hear but also I think like you know like there's a saying where it's when you're in the right place at the right time, like good things will happen. I think that it says for both of you, you guys are both doing exactly what you've both been meant to do. And it's definitely shown through all your successes. So just congratulations on that, yeah, first of all. Yeah, that's incredible, congratulations. Um, and then I kind of am just curious, like being so successful in the program, like what's the best piece of advice you've learned like while being at OSE, while being in school in general? Um, do you want to take a stop? Sure, I'll go okay. ahead. I think there's a lot of things that you can learn when you're here in college, but the one thing that I'm going to take away and anybody who wants one piece of advice would be to surround yourself with really good people yeah. and because that can really make or break who you are as a person. Uh, last month I was involved in an accident where my leg actually ended up underneath the wrong side of a truck tire. Oh my and gosh. so, wow. and it really changed my perspective on things because in that moment, it wasn't my orange gown or my transcript or my senior leadership awards that 
drove me to the hospital, made sure I got to where I was going, carried my things around for me when I was on crutches and had several follow-up appointments later, it was my friends. And I think a lot of people say the cowboy family, and people may think it's a catchphrase, but in that exact moment and from here on out, it is not just a catchphrase. It is very much real. And I truly thank God every single day that he put those people in my life. I, up until that day when that happened, I thought, you know, they're my best friends, but they really are my family. And so if that's one thing that I could tell anybody that what I have learned or going into college, find those people that help better yourself and are always looking out for your better interest and you look out for theirs because it really does make a difference. And that is something that I will never forget in my college experience and something that I'll take away forever. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I'm glad that you are well and also that you've been taken care of well by great people. And I'm glad that you have that support system too. Because, sure. yeah, that's so scary. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Jackie, how about you? Why don't you tell us, like, kind of what is your best piece of advice from being here at OSU? Yes. I think my biggest piece of advice, especially to like incoming freshmen, would be if you want an opportunity, you need to go find it and you need to take it because there are so many opportunities at OSU and just for uh, college-aged people in general, um, and a lot of them go unnoticed. There are scholarships, there are study abroad opportunities, and a lot of them are just waiting for someone to discover them. And so I noticed with when I started doing GSIS in Spanish um, that there were some other minors and things that would overlap very well and complement my degree plan meaningfully. And I had to go to my advisor and be like, hey, can I do this? And he was like, um, I I guess so. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's figure it out. And then with studying abroad, it was, you know, with COVID, it was really difficult to find a program that would work with OSU and then figure out the scholarships. And I actually uh, applied to study abroad 11 times before I found a program that wow. would work. Wow. And that was very discouraging in yeah. moments. That is- Talk about <laughs> resiliency. Get, you fall down, you get back up. Some people say resilient. Some people say stubborn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but either way, it's what happened. Yes. Yeah. It shook out. You did it. Yes. Where did you study abroad? I went to Granada, Spain for oh, a semester. Incredible. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what you did while you were there? Oh, yes. I realized that if I wanted to have the level of fluency that I desired in Spanish, mm-hmm. I needed to get out of Oklahoma it's and true. find <laughs> other people who would only talk to me in Spanish. Yeah. And so... It was so beautiful there, um, and I'm so grateful that I was there. It was I was at the um, Center of Modern Languages in Granada, at the University of Granada, and so I was with a lot of other students also learning Spanish as a second language, which was just a perfect program for me because then I could make friends who were going through the same struggles I was going through, mm-hmm. and it was just beautiful. And I was a recipient of the Humphreys Grant, uh, which is a scholarship uh, at, here at Oklahoma State, and it is uh, for language learners, and I'm just really grateful because I don't know if I would have been able to study abroad without that scholarship. So, yeah. And, yeah, like you said, it's so important. Like, when learning an- another language, you really have to get out of your environment. Like, there's nothing wrong with Oklahoma, obviously, but you need to be surrounded by people who will really challenge you. And so you were very smart to do that, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of course. Of course. With all of Ali's credentials in Spanish. <laughs> She's like, you did it. Very qualified. No, I'm not. I took Spanish like once, one year in high school, and I, did, I didn't keep going on. See, I, I could be exactly like Jackie if I would have, maybe. I don't know. But that's okay. <laughs> 
a different question. Sure. What would you change? Would you change anything about your experience at OSU? I'm so, I'm so curious. If you had, like, had to go back and do do it over, would you do anything different? I I kind of like take that question and I can go down two really different paths with it yeah. because I look back and I'm like, well, I wish I would have done more internships. I wish my freshman and into my sophomore year, I was a little more shy and timid that I would have mm-hmm. taken hold of the opportunities that were in front of me mm-hmm. because I really am only here for four years guaranteed if I don't go on to, you know, get your master's or PhD. But then at the same time, I look back and I feel like everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And if I would have changed one little thing, I may have not been able to do X, Y, and Z and down the future. So fully encapsulated, yes, would it have been cool to have done a study abroad or done one more internship to add to that resume? Yes, I think that would have been incredible and amazing. But at the same time, when I really tie the bow on at graduation and just a couple of weeks, I don't think there is anything really big that I would change because it's all added up and put together in a way that has really benefited and worked out for me. I guess I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, I'm so grateful for everything that has happened and even some of the really difficult lessons I've learned at certain points have been so formative in other ways Mm -hmm. that I don't know if I would trade them for anything. Um, I, I really think God gives what we can handle. And so even the things that were difficult, looking back, I'm, I'm grateful for all of them in, in different ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah, lots of, I mean, you make a mistake, you learn from it, and it it's shapes what happens next. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's hard to, like, look back. And hindsight's always twenty twenty. You're like, yeah, if I had done sure. that, it would have been perfect. But would it have been in the moment, you know? Oh, I, I would have changed 2020, that's for sure. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, I think <laughs> everyone would change that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I think about that, too. Like, we... COVID was real. That happened. And I forget that we had a whole pandemic and that we shut down and went home. And was that ideal? Absolutely not. Could we go back and get rid of that? Yes, maybe. But then again, like you think, well, what if? It's easy to say what if after after the fact that it's already happened. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. What was OSU like in the COVID era for you guys? It was kind of rough, but... It could have been a lot worse. Yeah. yeah. It was our freshman year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. Me uh, too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, we only got one normal semester of school. Um, it really derailed a lot of different programs I was in because then when we came back, they didn't know how to start things back up in right. ways that were safe, that were still conducive to a learning environment. And so yeah. taking my first upper division Spanish class on Zoom was hard. That was because it was all in Spanish. And so. Oh, yeah. It was little things like that that were kind of the the results of COVID more than like the actual pandemic. I had to I had to get a booster shot for the COVID vaccine mm-hmm. before I studied abroad and they told me that very last minute and the only time I could get it scheduled at University Health Services was the day before one of my big finals during uh, finals week. Yeah. And so yeah. I remember taking a final like with a fever, yeah, just like shaking. Just, just <laughs> oh my gosh! I made a B. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. You it's survived. You. you got. Yeah, I think you got seemed, to Granada. You did it. Like. <laughs> yeah, I was like, seem to say things have been okay. <laughs> yes. But, yes. Things are okay, but yes, glad COVID is over. Yeah, for sure. In the COVID era, I think when I look back, that was the make or break turning point in my college career, mm-hmm. because. I came in very ambitious as a freshman, and I was like, I was successful in high school. I'm going to be successful in college, and, like, here's my to-do list, and I'm going to do it all the time. Just kidding. Go home. Everything's on Zoom. Wear a mask six feet apart. You know, all the things. Mm -hmm. And it's very easy when you can't go to in-person class and everything's on Zoom to 
halfway do your work. Yeah. The motivation really goes down when it's like, okay, well, I can't even like get and like meet with my peers. And so you can get caught in this rut. And I think I, will, I am guilty. I think I got in there some of the time where it's like, well, it's online. So what, how big of a deal is it? It's actually a really big deal. And so in that 2020 time, there was this pendulum swing of finding the balance and realizing I can be just as successful and ambitious. I'm just going to have to learn to adapt. And adaptability and resiliency is something that I chose as a mindset to get through that because I think a lot of times like that could really get you down when you can't go outside and go for a walk with your friends because you're locked inside and it really does kind of dampen the mood to say the least and so you really have to make up your mind and I look back I'm like that could have gone one or two ways and that's just the kind of the times that not just for me but I think for everyone you have to just kind of pick yourself up and be like, okay, this isn't ideal, but I'm not the only one going through it. The entire world is going through it. Let's make the most of it and get through this together. Um, and that's kind of the what got me through it. Yeah. And I look back, and sometimes I forget that it happened. Like, that was very monumental and big. I'll never yeah. forget that. But, I mean, yeah. it was real, and it happened, and we worked through it and made the most of it. Yeah, yeah. like a trauma block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think most people have that. Yes. But also, I think you have a very positive way of looking at that experience. and. Yeah. Like one of my friends was like, there are various things that are just like very formative in our lives. So I think COVID was a very formative experience. So we talked about COVID era. You're in your graduation era. Talk to me about post-grad era. What does post-grad hold? You kind of both kind of touched on it a little bit, but really dive into that and tell us a little bit about what your post-grad era looks like, going to look like, what you hope it looks like, anything like that. Well, I'm so excited. Um, I am going. So when you do um, an officer ascension program like ROTC or uh, the academies or officer candidate school, um, at the end of it, you become an officer in the military. And so the day before graduation, I will be taking an oath to be an officer in the United States Space Force. Wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, I'm actually the first space cadet from Oklahoma State because the Space Force is a new thing. Oh, Um, wow. It was not a branch of the military when I started in college, Mm -hmm. um, and now it is. And I always knew that those were the jobs I wanted to do in the military. So I was like, well, guess I'm going to be in the Space Force. Yeah. Which is just such a great opportunity, standing up a new branch. I mean, that's a a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. And so when I graduate, I will uh, await my orders to start at Vandenberg Space Force Base in California, or I will go to undergraduate space training. That's so exciting, and it's all coming so fast. It is, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Oh, good, good. So, what kinds of things do you do at space training? I'm so curious. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm so curious. Like, I, the concept of the space force is so new, like you mentioned, and I just have no frame of reference. I guess. Well, um, I would say I also have no frame of reference. (laughs) I've met, I think, three Space Force officers. Mm -hmm. There are not very many in Oklahoma. And they're all very busy because they're all doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, because they're the only ones. Oh, yeah. And then it's all very classified. Um, You have to have a top secret security clearance to do, like, any of the jobs. And so I have asked some uh, space operations yeah. officers, which is what my job is going to be, like, oh, hey, what do you do every day? Like, what is a day in the life right. of a space operations officer? And they're like, well, I do really cool stuff. And I can't, they can't tell, tell you about you. any of it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think I will be learning things such as um, orbital mechanics and orbital warfare as it pertains and launch capabilities. Oh, those words just, like, sail over my head. <laughs> I'm not going to you. <laughs> and uh, beyond that, I'm not entirely sure, but it's going to be great. Yeah, in my head, I'm picturing, like, 
a control room with like 900 little like screens and like buttons that you probably shouldn't touch. And right. That but you could cool. never tell me. Like when you get there, you're like, you're like my lips are that sealed. That could be it, but it also could not be it. <laughs> One kind of funny piece of information I do know is that we're not allowed to have anything that connects to the internet in a lot of the in the skiffs, like mm-hmm. the rooms that they do that stuff in, um, and so. It's actually like a kind of niche uh, community that's all looking for old iPods that don't oh, have wow. like connected capabilities, and so everyone's looking for like 2005 iPods oh to. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need like yeah. a Nokia brick. Oh my god, <laughs> Nokia. <laughs> I don't even think you could have like the razor. I think those connect to the internet. I remember as a kid like hitting it on accident, and be like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you guys probably didn't even have razors, did you? They- no, no, no I idea. got my mom's old BlackBerry, but it's not the same. Um, yes. it's that was the like flip phones way above, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Nokia Razor flip phone. Yeah. I'm dating myself. No, it's I'm okay. not even that much older than you guys. No, not really. <laughs> You're really not, but it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. No. Um, well, anyway. I hope you find something. Anyway. It'll be very hard to find. Anyway, that's a whole different conversation. No, we'll I'm, talk sure. After the podcast. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure you walk into any one. like phone store and they're like, are you sure you want that? Mm, uh, like, no, I mean, like, you probably can't even get it. No, probably not. Special order it. You have to special order it. Or, or maybe, Don't like, they, like, eBay. Didn't they, like, take SIM cards away, too? Dating myself again? Probably, but... Um, yes. Um, we're getting off topic. Um, but, <laughs> um, yeah, they did. And, like, the new iPhone. They don't yeah. They don't have SIM cards anymore. Wow. E-SIMs. Anyway. Anyway, um, that's a tech really, but... Yeah, like, a little chat afterwards. <laughs> um... But that is so exciting, and I know it's all classified information, but it also is, like, very nice to, like, go into that experience and kind of, like, you don't know exactly what to expect. I feel like that's, like, very exciting and exhilarating. And you'll be, like, a role model for future cowgirls, cowboys that are looking to kind of pursue that kind of route, and you're you're the first. You're the role mo- Like, you're setting the standard in that. No pressure. But <laughs> <laughs> you know for sure at all, totally. Um. Yes, we took our... Um, detachment pictures yesterday and it's like oh we'll do some silly ones like all of the people who have flight suits take a picture all of the guys who have mustaches yeah. and then I was oh, like all funny. the space force cadets and I just yeah went it's just to, me yeah okay. it's just me but it was great that's yeah. wonderful that's incredible I don't know a lot about the job but the people that I've already met in the space force I can tell that it's going to be such a great community to join and I'm so excited to talk about Star Trek with my coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'll just be like the same level of nerd. It'll be great. That's yeah, incredible. no, it'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. Congratulations, Jackie. That's awesome. Thank yes, you. congratulations. Caitlin, what's post-grad era? Post-grad era. So the week after graduation, I will be in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. starting my new position as a staffer in the office of Representative Congressman John Rose. He is from my district in Tennessee, and he just got appointed to the House Ag Committee. And so I am very excited to kind of work with him, get to know the D.C. area. I've only been one time. That was for 48 hours about two weeks ago. I'd already accepted the job at that point. I accepted it had never been to D.C. Yep, sight unseen. And so I'm really excited to go down that path because as I look, what I want to do is to be in ag policy, lobbying, advocation, things like that. And a lot of people are like, you really, they hear D.C. and they're like, you really want to go into politics? What is wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm not necessarily excited, not 
going for the political side of it. I'm going for the policymaking side Mm of it. Um, So I've contemplated law school and I did all these things. And after visiting with D.C. and visiting with the congressman I'm going to work for, I realized that's where I was really wanted to be, Mm kind of just jumping headfirst into working with those advocates, working with the industry leaders, hands-on, where the decisions are made, getting things done. So I'm really excited to get started and Mm -hmm. go from there. That's incredible. That's so exciting. I don't know. It'll be so cool to see, like, the advocacy that you could do. And yeah. And I'm really excited because I am really am getting to combine the College of Arts and Sciences mm-hmm. with the Ag College because it's similar, not the same, but similar to the internship that I will be doing. Yes, I will be doing dealing with policy issues and people who are upset or really passionate about something that I have no idea about, but I'm going to get to learn about those things. And so that's kind of how it's been my experience within CAS because, you mean, coming from different sides, but then also being working on like an ad committee is also something that I'm really excited for. And so getting to combine those things to drastically different education programs that I have been in the last four years and then combining them for what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so I'm really excited and we'll see how it goes from there. That's awesome. That's amazing. I'm excited. I'm excited for you both. I mean, like you guys are doing such cool things and uh, yeah, it's just going to be so wonderful. Representing OSU out in outer space and DC and all over. No, it's, it's perfect. (laughs) So do you get to go to outer space? Is that like not a thing? I get that question a lot, actually. Um, So the mission of the Space Force is to uh, protect and maintain uh, both our government's and our allies' space assets. And so, like, GPS is a service that the Space Force um, provides for the world for free, you know. So we have humanitarian programs like GPS, but then also, uh, you know, how the FAA regulates aircraft and airports. The Space Force controls launch pads because everyone kind of agreed that we needed someone really on top of things to make sure rockets didn't explode over neighborhoods and things. So I think I will probably spend most of my career on the ground or underground. Um, Very cool. Interesting. (laughs) Again, (laughs) classified, whatever. like a plot twist. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't expect that one. But I know no matter what I'll be doing, I'll always be looking up at the stars. And that's what's really important to me. That's so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) A little warm, fuzzy feelings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay. Do you guys have any advice for anyone, like, who's about to graduate? Um, for instance, I'm about to graduate, so, yeah. I mean, you can pose it towards me, but, like, for everyone um, kind of in our situation, do you have any advice? I would say when you get ready to graduate, it's really easy to be looking three steps ahead. Yeah. You're in your fall semester, you're like, okay, what do I have to do to prepare for graduation? Okay, now we're in the spring semester I need to start looking at apartments in D.C. I need to start looking at what I want to do, job interviews. This is, And that's important because if you don't have something lined up, well, you're going to have to start at sooner rather than later. But with that being said, don't forget to stop for five seconds and take a breath and look around you. I mean, look up at library, like look at the library when you walk by. Like that's mm-hmm. a beautiful place. Don't like you're not going to be able to walk past that every day when you're mm-hmm. racing to class. Um, go to dinner with your friends. Remember the people that you are surrounding yourself with right now, because when you do, we all do move away. They're not always going to be five minutes down the road. And so make sure that you make a commitment to yourself to stay in touch with those people, come back for homecoming and football games. But it's really easy to get caught up in two steps ahead. And while I think that's it's an important part to being successful is looking ahead, it's also important to live in the moment as well. Absolutely. 
I think something that I've really focused on is that even though graduation is a transition period to mm-hmm. something else, um, it is not the end. And mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, it's a beginning, but it's also a continuation. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when you graduate, you're not going to change completely as a person because, you know, the commencement ceremony is not what has changed you. It's been your four years here. And those are things that you're going to take with you for the rest of your life. I mean, I'm excited to be in California with all these other officers and I'll be like, haha, go pokes. Yeah, (laughs) for Um, sure. For sure. Like I'll always know which bag is mine because it's the orange one, you know? Yeah, exactly. But you know, this is, this is a a moment where we need to cherish what we've done and celebrate the journey that we've accomplished to this point, but it's not the end of the journey. It's mm-hmm. another part of it to take yeah. forward. Okay, so top memory from OSU. This is my last question, I promise. Mm. Favorite memory, top memory, funny memory, all any of the above? I think maybe for me, the process for being selected to be a Space Force officer is very new, and they keep changing it because they're kind of, you know, it's, it's a new thing, and so yeah. they're figuring out how to do it. Uh-huh. And I didn't. I had no idea what the timeline would be for me to find out if after my interviews and things, if I had been selected, um, because I knew it was going to be very competitive. But I didn't know how competitive. There really wasn't precedent for it. And so, the fur and I had been in Spain. I did my interviews in Spain. It was very weird. But oh wow, yeah. I had to have permission to like not be in uniform because I didn't have it with me. Yeah. But when I came back in August, I was so excited to see all the people I hadn't seen in eight months and. Uh, we went to our very first L-Lab of the semester, and they uh, we didn't know it at the time, but they knew our jobs had been released, and they were going to tell us that day. And we had a pinata, and they blindfolded us and made us, like, in front of, you know, like, 100 cadets, like, <laughs> going at this pinata. And then my name was not in it. And they were like, oh, where's Cadet Harsha's? Is it missing? And then they played, like, the Star Wars oh, theme wow. oh. and brought, like, a rocket pinata. And they were like, yay, Space Force. Oh, um, that's incredible. amazing. And I was like close to tears because I was like, please just tell me. I just want to know what branch of the military I'm going to be in. <laughs> yeah. Am I staying in the Air Force? Am I moving to the Space Force? Um, and so that was uh, a lot of emotions all at once. And I was so yeah. happy for my friends when they got their jobs yeah. next to me. And I'm going to miss those people so much, you know, from my brothers and sisters in arms here at OSU a little bit. Um, and we're all going to go do great things, but... Yeah, that yeah. was probably my favorite memory. That's so special. That really is. Yeah. A oh special my. pinata. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Caitlin, what's your top memory? Fin- funny, favorite, any of them? That's really, it's really hard. And yeah. I was struggling to come up with that when I was thinking about it, when y'all had sent yeah. this stuff out. But a couple weeks ago, like I mentioned, it was my first time ever going to D.C., And so it was the group of people I went with. I'm part of a program called Oklahoma Agricultural Leadership Encounter, and it's sponsored through the Oklahoma Youth Expo, um, which is 10, 12. They pick a certain number of Ferguson students. And so basically throughout the year, we travel through Oklahoma, going to different production facilities. We work the Oklahoma Youth Expo. We get to go to D.C. And then this summer, we actually get to all come back, even though we'll have all graduated and go on to a study abroad trip. And we're going to Scotland. So that's going to be that may end up being my favorite memory. But for right now, that trip that we went on to D.C. just last month, almost or the beginning of this month, was so much fun. And so I had just come out of my accident and I had got special permission from my doctor that I didn't want to have my crutches. I didn't want to have a boot, nothing. So it's ironic because I quite literally limped around in dress shoes all <laughs> through DC, but we got to do so many cool things. And it wasn't just like, oh, this one time, this one night, but just being surrounded, those people 
I love them so much. And like, I just look back because those were the ones that were the ones that were there for me when I did get hurt. They're the ones that I spend my afternoons with, my weekends with. But when we were in D.C. and we were one night, we were just walking to the monuments and just talking with each other and getting to know and just okay, well, I'm doing this when I graduate, and this is where you're going, and seeing everything come together. It's one of those moments where it's like, if we continue this conversation, I'm fixing to be in them tears. And But it's also one of those things you look back, and we just, a bunch of kids from all across the country somehow ended up together in Oklahoma, somehow ended up on the same team, did all these things, and now we're in the most historic and one of the most beautiful cities in the country. And so I'll never forget that trip, because that kind of ended our season before we all graduate, and then eventually come back for our study abroad but that was kind of the cake the icing on top of the cake to the kind of end of a chapter but a start of a new one per se a continuation like you said earlier and I really liked that so awesome no that's so amazing are you going to be at both graduations are you going to go to both like the Ferguson and Cass or are you just going to Ferguson so as of right now I'm just going to Ferguson because I was like well I would like to do both because I've put in the work for both but at the same time I have a lot of family coming into town and so it's the Ferguson one is the first one of the day Mm -hmm. and so after I get done with that some of my family's flying out back home that afternoon and so I was like it would be really nice to go to both commencement ceremonies but at the same time I would like to spend some time with my family and my friends before because I fly out the very next morning permanently indefinitely and so there is no like one or two like get my things packed I have to start packing the week leading up to graduation because at 9 a.m. the next day I fly back to Tennessee and then two days after that I go to D.C. so I want to spend the rest of the graduate in the morning and spend the rest of the day with my friends and family. Soaking yeah. it in. Soaking no, it in. No, yeah. absolutely. You need to spend the time with the people you really <laughs> care about. Absolutely. Try to enjoy these last moments as well. And yeah, thank absolutely. you both so much. Yeah, thank you. Congratulations. That's it for this episode of the Pokes Podcast. Thanks to Jackie and Caitlin for joining us today. And thanks to Keith Maddox for recording this episode. You can learn more about the College of Arts and Sciences online at cas.okstate.edu, and you can follow us on social media at okstatecas. Thanks for listening.